0: it's Chuck. I'm with you from the Sports Review and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin, and it's a beautiful, beautiful day today on a wonderful Tuesday. And um, we're reading on the Recovery Bible, and I believe this is from 1998 Recovery Bible, but it's on uh, the beautiful, beautiful, big, big, big book. So it's got a, what it does is twist the. Kind of the recovery, recovery, uh, recovery from you know that 12 steps recovery program into the uh, Bible, and it's it's a good way to learn about the Bible too. And you know, God knows that we need we need recovery in that that aspect. That's for sure. I still need recovery in that aspect. No getting around it. Um. So anyways, what I'm going to be reading is the Ahab and Jezebel, and like I said, it's it's, a, it's an essay pretty much telling who these people are, They're, you know, and explaining it to us, you can keep it straight in your head, and uh, I really like that, because you know what, I need to be able to keep things straight in my head, because I am not very good with names, and unless it's sports, now I can come up with it, but anyways... Ahab and Jezebel. So, oddly enough, oddly enough, bad role models can be as valuable as good role models. Their behavior provides clear guidance on on how not to act. The consequences they suffer can provide a warning for any who might imitate them. We can often observe the actions of the dysfunctional people and plot a healthy course of doing exactly the opposite. Ahab and Jezebel were were bad role models. Ahab was an exceedingly evil, oppressive king, and his wife Jezebel taught him things about evil that he could, that he would never have dreamed of alone. It is not as It is not as if Ahab and Jezebel had no opportunities to understand and pursue recovery again and again. The prophet Elijah confronted them about their wicked their wicked dealings again and again. They referred to referred to the efforts to start them in the road to recovery. Finally, Elijah's confrontation made a difference in Ahab's life. After Jezebel's outrageous scheme allowed Ahab to possess the vineyard of Nabeth, Elijah practiced Ahab's Violent death. At that point, Ahab greatly, greatly humbled himself, and went about in deep mourning. He seemed to have seemed to have hit bottom and began to move forward toward recovery. There it is, however, no record. Is now no only record of his further pro- progress before Ahab's death in battle. Jezebel, on the other hand, never made, never made a, never made rivals. I'm sorry, never made events the slightest move toward God and his ways. Whenever she was whenever she was defeated by Elijah, she merely redoubled her efforts and maintain to maintain her idolatry and get her get her own way. No wonder her name has become a byword for evil among God's people. Like most people involved in evil, Ahab and Jezebel surrounded themselves with people of like mind. They avoided and punished. They avoided and punished people who have them accountable. When we are involved in we're involved in destruction, behavior, destructive behavior. We also prefer the con we also prefer the con conforming darkness of sin and awful friends and sin and sinful friends. Recovery requires that we break with the past in our destructive relationships. We should listen to the people who have, who love us, and who love God enough to hold us accountable for our actions. You know. Misery loves company. I still have to go back on that one. Misery loves company. Don't doubt about it. And I've seen it so many times in the program. People get thrown off, thrown off their uh, way by some evil doer, some wicked, wicked man or woman. Weaknesses and mistakes. Ahab. Ahab was the, all right, I'm gonna try this again now. Weaknesses and mistakes. Ahab was the most evil king of Israel. Ahab remarried, Ahab married Jezebel, a pagan woman. Ahab allowed Jezebel to practice and promote Idol right, promote idol worship in Israel. Ahab got dis- Ahab got degressed when he couldn't yet when he couldn't get what he wanted. Jezebel attempted to stump out the worship of the true God. lessons from their lives. Human human ability, wealth, passion, and calamity will lead us down a road, lead us down a dead end street if we ignore God's plan for us. Commitment to take God's will bring will being on a little help. sorry. Commitment will bring on a little help. We must be committed to the true God through faith in Jesus Christ. Key verbs. No one no one else is completely to himself, to what Most evil, the Lord's sight. I'm sorry, the Lord's right, as Abel did under the influence of his wife Jezebel. Ahab and Jezebel's story is told in 1 Kings 16 through 22. Jezebel's story. Concludes in Two Kings Nine. Ahab is mentioned in Two Chronicles, Two Chronicles, eighteen twenty one through twenty two, Micah and six sixteen. All righty. Onwards we go. So, Zimri rules in Israel. You know, one of the things I've noticed is that. I'll come back to Zimri. One of the things I've noticed in recovery is that. Now, people that have the. And priority complexes um, are easily misled because they don't trust them they don't have a higher power to trust so they struggle with the uh, they struggle with that you know if you don't have a higher power to trust you're gonna go down the wrong road because you think these guys are think these people are you know they you always look up to them because they've got the the uh, well, they've got the nice suit on or they got the, you know, they got the nice tennis shoes or, you know, and, and reality is, is that all that, you know, what, what people do and they do is they have, or they got the nice car or what, you know, what you're doing is just chasing a dream. You're chasing something that's not going to happen. You're chasing after something that might, that person might be, not be happy about. So that's why we, uh, we have to just keep keep God in, in our lives and be focused on him no matter what. Because if we don't, we're going to be, we're, we're either going to mislead people like we got misled, or we're going to have a, de- we're going to have destruction in our lives. And who wants that? Not me, that's for sure. I've had enough of that in my life. I'm tired of it. Simri rules in Israel. Simri began to rule over Israel in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. But his reign in Judah lasted only seven days. I'm sorry. But his reign in Tirah lasted only seven days. The, the army of Israel was then was then attacking the Philistine town of Gilbert of Gibbethon. When they found that Zimri had committed treason and had assassinated the king. That very day, they chose they chose Amari, commander of the army, as the new king of Israel. So Amari led the entire army of Israel up from Gibbethon to attack T- Tirah, Israel's capital. When Zimri saw that the city had been taken, he went into He went into the citadel of the palace and burned it down over himself, and died in the flames, for he too had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam and all the in all, this, in all the sins he had committed and led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Zemri's reign and conspiracy are recorded in the book of the History of the Kings of Israel. Omari rules in Israel. Omari rules in Israel. But now the people of Israel were split into two factions. Half the people tried to make Tibni son of Gibrath, their king, while the other half supported Omari. But Omari's supporters defeated the supporters of Tibni. Tibni. So Tibni was killed, and Omri became the next king. Amri began to rule over Israel in the thirty-first year of King of King Asa's reign of Judah. He reigned twelve years in all, six of them in Tiz, Tiz, Tizah. Then Amri brought the hill now known as Samaria from its own from its owner, Shemer for 150 pounds of silver. You built a city on it and called the city Samaria in honor of, in honor of Sharmat. But Amri did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Even more than any of the kings before him, he followed the example of Jer- Jeroboam, son of Nebuchadnezzar, in all these sins he had committed and, had, and led Israel to the commit and let Israel to commit. The people provoked the anger of God, I'm sorry, the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel. With their worthless idols. The rest of the events in Amri's reign, the extent of the power and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of kings of Israel. When Amri died, he was buried in Samaria, then his son Abad and his son Ahab became the next king, Ahab reels in Israel. Ahab son of Omri began to rule over Israel in the 38th year of, of king of Asa's reign. In Judah, he reigned in Samaria twenty-two for twenty-two years. But Ahab, son of Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight, sight, even more than any of the kings before him. And as though it was so, it were not enough to follow the example of Jeroboam. He turned Jezebel, the daughter of King Ethol of, of the of the Sidonians, and he began to bow down to the worship of Baal. First, Ahab Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up a Ashurah poll he did more to prompt pro- he did more to provoke the anger of the Lord the God of Israel than any of the other kings of Israel before him it was during his reign that heal a man from a man from Bethel rebuilt Jericho. When he said to when he laid his foundation it cost him the life of his older son Abiram when he and when he completed it and set up set up its gates, it cost him the the life of his youngest son, Sago. This all, happened. this all happened according to the message from the lords concerning Jericho, spoken by Joshua, son of Nun. I don't know about that word. Nun? <laughs> son of Nun. Wow. Elijah led by, fed by ravens. Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in, in Gilead, said King Ahab, As surely as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, the God and I serve, there will be no do." due, or rain during the next during the next few years until I give the word. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by the Kenneth brook near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you. For I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Keithbrook east of the East of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and bread and meat each morning and evening, and the, she, he drank from the uh, the brook. After a while, the brook dried up, for there, there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. The widow at Zirabath, Then the Lord said to Elijah go and live in the village of Zarephath Zarephath, near the city of Sidon. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath as he arrived at the gates of the village he saw the a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water and a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, And bring me a bite of bread, too. What she said, I swear to the Lord, your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook the last meal. And then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said. But make a little make a little bread for us first. Then use what left to replace a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord The God of Israel says, There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always just enough flour and olive oil left in the, in the containers, just as the Lord had promised, had promised through Elijah. Sometime later, the woman's son became sick. He grew worse and worse, and finally he died. Then she said to Elijah, O man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to point out my sins and kill my son? But Elijah replied, Give me your son. And he took the child's, body from her, from her arms, carried him up the stairs to the room where he was staying, and laid the body on his bed. Then Elijah cried out to the Lord, O Lord, my God, why have you brought tragedy to this one widow, who has opened her home to me, causing her son to die? And he stretched himself out over the child three times and cried out to the Lord, O Lord, my God, please let this child live. Please let this child's life return to him. The Lord heard Elijah's prayer. And the life of the child returned. And he removed, and he, and he, re, re, oh, I'm sorry, and he revised. Then Elijah brought him down from the upper room and gave him to his mother. Look, he said, your son is alive. Then the woman said, Elijah, or then the woman told Elijah. Now I know for sure that you are a man of God and that the Lord truly spoke through you. So we got some stuff to read through here quick. Um get the bottom of the page and uh on both pages. I just got to reading it. I was like, man. Alright. What we got? sixteen, fifteen through 20. Zimri had the shortest reign—seven days of all of the kings of Israel. Amri led the army of Israel against Zimri. Zimri at Chizra, seeing that he, seeing that his end was near, Zimri, that his end was near, Zimri committed suicide like those before him Simri was an evil king but even as at the end he had time to call upon the Lord to save him but rather than but rather than submit to almighty God for 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 to face the judgment of his people Simri took his own life when it looks when it looks like there is no way out of your problems. We need not take such a such a dramatic such a dramatic measure. We should always start by turning to God for help. That's a good idea. And uh, I say that because I'm not trying to be a, I'm not trying to be a cheap critic, I'm just saying, you know, we We always find that we don't trust God and that's the wrong thing to do, and I do the same thing over and over and over again. A descending spiral. A descending spiral with, uh, illust- with uh, in a descending spiral will illustrate how we tend to fall progressively deeper into trouble, Deeper into trouble. This ill. Let me start over quick. I was getting screwed up. Sixteen, twenty-nine through thirty-two. A descending spiral will illustrate how how we tend to fall progressively deeper deeper into trouble unless he unless we take steps to turn things around. God uses the story of the king of Israel to illuminate this principle to us. Ahab continued to continue the downward spiral he was he was more wicked than any other king, than, than him, than before him. Ahab and his Ahab and his forefathers serve as a reminder that problems left un unresolved will continue continue and even worsen until 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 confronted and resolved so then we're going to go to page the next page So, let's go on here, we've got just check. Chapter 17, 8 through 6. The widow of Zarephath demonstrated the delivering power of faith. She and her son Israel she and her son faced starvation, but still, still shared the last, last of her food with Elijah. She believed that God would come through, so she gave up her last resource for survival. The result was her. Deliverance. God provided for her for her need. When we are powerless at the end of our rope, all we need to do is call out to God. He will take care of us and deliver us from our dependencies. If we are willing. You trust him. Oh, you know, wow! We have to trust God. I didn't know that. I'm saying that facetiously because how many times that you know I, I put it in Todd mode instead of God mode. You know where that gets me nowhere. And I love talking about that stuff because I'm sure there's I'm sure each and every one of us does that. So you know it's a practice. When the widow, sorry, this is 17. Chapter 17, 17 to 24, 24. When the widow lost her son, her first impulse was to blame it on her own sin, God. God showed her that this was not the case by bringing her son back to life personal tragedy is not always the result of something we have done we must be careful not to blame ourselves without just cause and we should have we should never blame God instead we should take what we can. Learn from the, learn from the situation. Hell, doubt. It seems like I always come down on myself because there's nowhere, because there's nothing else to come down on. So I always take that into my heart and. uh, and keep it in there, you know, and realize that, hey, you know, you're the clown, you know, but in reality it was, it's probably got nothing to do with me. So that's why prayer is so important and vital. Because, you know, maybe I'm just doing it, to, I'm probably just doing a duty for God and going on and letting, letting him use me as an example. And that's the love and the fellowship. You know, that I get from Alcoholics Anonymous also because I hear that stuff continuously. You know? So, what we have here is we have the uh, chapter 18. The con- the context on Mount Carmel. Later on in the third year of drought, the Lord said to Elijah, Go and present yourself to the king, Ahab. Tell him I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Meanwhile, the famine had become very severe in Samaria. So Ahab Sohahab summoned Oha, Ohaliyah. was in charge of the palace. Uh, Ohadiyah was demoted. I'm oh, sorry. Ohadiah was a devoted follower of the Lord. Once when Jezebel had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, Ohadiah had Hidden, 100, 100 of them in their two caves. He put the prophets, pro, he put the prophets, in each cave and supplied them with food and water. Ahab said to Ahadiah, "We must check every spring and valley in the land to see if we can find enough." find enough grass to save at least see if we can find enough grass to save at least some of my horses and mules so they divided the land between them Ahab went one way in his tombs by himself and Ahabd-Hadiah went another way by himself Ahabd-Hadiah O hadiah was walking along. He suddenly saw Elliot coming toward, coming toward him. Ohadia recognized him at the, at once and bowed, and bowed low to the uh, ground below him. Or, I'm sorry, at once and bowed, low to the ground before him is it really you my lord El elijah he asked yes it is elijah replied now go and tell your tell your master elijah is here oh sir i'll, I'll be oh I'll be, pre-protested What harm? What harm have I done? What harm have I done to you that you are sending me to any to my death at the hands of Hahab? I swear, um, by the Lord. I'm sorry. Yeah. I swear by the by the Lord your God that the king has searched. searched every nation and kingdom on earth from end to end to find you, and each time he was told Elijah isn't here, King Ahab forced the king of that nation to swear to the truth of his claim. And now you say, go and tell your master, Elijah is here. But as soon as I leave, as soon as I leave you, the spirit of the Lord will carry you away and carry you away to who knows where When Ahab comes and cannot find you, he will kill me. Yet, I have been a true servant of the Lord all all my life. Has no one told you, my Lord, about the time when Jezebel was trying to kill kill the Lord's prophets? I hid 100 of them in two caves and supplied them with bread, with food and water. Now you are. Go and tell your master, Elijah is here. Sir, if I do that, uh Ahab will certainly kill me. Where Elijah said, "I swear by the Lord, by the Lord Almighty, in whose presence I stand, that I will present myself to Ahab, to Ahab, this very day." So, Ahariah, I went to tell of Ahab that Eliot had come. And Haba and Ahab went out to meet, went out to meet Eli- Elijah. When Ahab, Ahab saw him, he exclaimed, So is it really you, you troublemaker of Israel? I have made no trouble for Israel, Elijah replied. You and your family are the troublemakers, for you have refused to obey the commands of the Lord and have worshipped the images of, of Baal instead. Now some and all... Israel to join me at Mount Carmel. Along with 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who are supported by Jezebel. So Ahab summoned all the people of Israel and the prophets to Mount Carmel. Then Elijah stood in front of them and said, How much longer will you waver? How much longer will you waver? Hobbling between two opinions. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Paul is God, then follow him. But the people were com—were completely silent. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only prophet of the Lord who is left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Now bring two bowls. The prophets of Baal may choose whichever one, whichever one they wish and cut it into pieces and lay it, cut it into pieces and lay it on wood of their altar, but without setting fire to it. I will prepare, I'll prepare other bowl, I'll prepare the other bowl and lay it on the wood of the altar, but not set the fire to it. Then call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers, myself, who answers my by setting the fire to the wood is the true God, and all the people agreed. They prepared one of the bowls and placed it on the altar. Then they called on the name of Baal and from from morning until noontime, shouting, O Lord, answer us. But there was no reply of any kind. Then they danced. Then they danced danced hobbling around the altar they had made. About noontime, Elijah began stalking them. I'm sorry. Whoa. About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed. For surely, for surely he is a god. Perhaps he is daydreaming or is relieved, or is relieving himself. Or maybe he is away on a trip, or is asleep and needs to be wakened so they shouted louder and following their normal following their normal custom they cut themselves with knives and swords until the blood gushed out they raved all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice. Time of the evening sacrifice. But still there was no sound, no reply, no response. Then Elijah calls to the people, come over here. They all crowded around him as he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. He took twelve stones, one to represent each of the tribes of Israel, and used the stones to rebuild the altar in the name of the Lord. Then he dug a trench around the altar, large enough to hold about three gallons. You piled wood on the altar, cut the cut the bull into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood. Then he said Fill four large jars with water and pour the water over the suffering animal or the offering. I'm sorry. Over the offering and the wood. After they had done this, he said, do the same thing again. And when they were, when they were finished, he said, now do it a third time. So they did, they did, uh, as he said, and the water ran, the water ran around the altar and even filled the, uh, trench. At the usual time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet walked to, walk to the altar and prayed. O oh Lord, God of, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, prove today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant. Prove that I have done all this at your command. O Lord, answer me. Answer me. So these people will know that you, O Lord, are God. And yet you have brought them back to yourself. Immediately, the day of the Lord Immediately, the fire of the Lord flashed down from heaven and burned up the young bull by the wood, the, the stones, and the dust. It even it even licked up, it even it even it even licked up all the water in the trench. And when all the people saw it, then they fell face down on the ground and cried out, the Lord, he is God. Yes, the Lord is God. Then Elijah commanded, seize all the prophets of Baal. Don't let a single one escape. So the people seized them all. And Elijah took them down to the Kishon Valley. And kill them there. All right. Some good stuff. I, hope, I like reading this stuff. And uh, I'm going to mark it. So I'll continue on with it next time I'm on. So, nobody else has told you they love you today. I do. And I say that with the power of love. Thanks.